0: Turn your TV to Channel 3 because it's time for The Legend of Retro
1: Podcast at BX8B.com!
2: Welcome to episode 2 of The Legend of Retro. The Legend
0: of Retro!
2: I'm your host, Jay. And I'm your other host, Chuck. And we have a very special guest host. I'm back, baby! Button Masher Caleb. Yes. And together we are the Retro Guardians, protecting the stories of retro.
0: Resurrected from the vaults of retro games.
2: That's right. So guys, welcome to episode two. We want to thank our sponsor real quick, Detroit Beard Collective. If you've ever seen a great beard in a video game, it's probably because of Detroit Beard Collective.
0: Honestly, their impact traveled back in time and has affected every beard in every video. I so agree. Gerald
1: has the best beard ever in a video game because of Detroit Beard Collective? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That's amazing. Yeah. I should buy their stuff. You should.
2: you should, And you can do that at DetroitBeardCollective.com. Use the code BXAB and you will receive 20% off all your orders over $25. That's right. So thank you, Detroit Beard Collective. Let's get into it. We got a big topic today. It is a big topic. It's a very special it? topic to all of our hearts. Yes. And probably to a lot of our listeners. And that is... The Nintendo 64. The... Amazing.
0: 64, first 64-bit system, right? Really?
2: Yeah, it pretty much was. I, I believe there might have been some sort of gimmicky 64-bit system out there, like Jaguar. Or like Jaguar. a computer-based, yeah. Uh, or, yeah, well, computer-based, yeah. But uh, Nintendo 64 was the big thing. Obviously, back then, you had the race, so you had the 16-bit systems. Then you had the 32-bit systems, and then you had the 64-bit, and then, oh, and then, oh my God, the 128. Oh, the 128. Yeah. Oh, man. Did not you know what that uh, was
1: back in the day? I no. Was, I was like, oh, man, you got the 16. You're such a loser. I got I, the 32. Yeah, right. Yeah. No idea what I was talking about.
2: Yeah. So uh, Nintendo 64, though. Um, Nintendo
0: 64.
2: A, for a, a big impact, we're going to talk about impact within our personal lives. We're going to talk about um, the the death of the cartridge, really. I mean, this is for the home consoles. This is pretty much where it kind of ended. And um, we're going to get right into it. The reason we brought this topic up is because of our guest. Yes. Yep. Button Master Caleb. This is uh, this is a very special system to his heart. So yes, we... I love
1: this system so much. I started out on the NES, then went to Genesis and Super NES, but I didn't pay for any of those. So the N sixty four was the first one that I actually paid my own money. So it has a special place in my heart. I don't, I'm not saying it's the best system ever. Well, no, because the Dreamcast is. But yeah, it's cool. Well, cool, cool, well, no, is it the green, well, Dreamcast you had or the one that you sold to me with Japanese system that I n- could never buy another game with? <laughs> did again? they both? Did they pretty <laughs> much rip me
2: off? But I still love. Did ya. they both? Did they both say Dreamcast on them?
1: Yeah, yours did they're, too. They're both. But mine, mine played. It should have been called Blue Stinger Cast because that's about all I could <laughs> first play. First of all,
2: you knew that when you bought it from me.
1: I did, but I was so excited when I first saw you bring it home that I has had to have it. And but this is about in '64, so yeah.
0: we'll switch the topic. So, so let's paint the scene for the '64 though. It paint. was released in Jan, uh, June 23rd, 1996 in Japan, but it didn't have a North American release until September. Um,
1: we always get everything secondhand. It's okay. Yeah, well, and that's for that's Nintendo, for Nintendo for products, sure. yeah. yeah.
0: And it had a lifespan until about 2003. So, like November 30th, 2003, was when they discontinued selling it. But as far as lifespan of gameplay, it obviously went on a lot longer than that. Now, and it in, continues to in 1996, on. and how you said that it was the first game system you bought with your own money, yep. I'd like to understand where you got this money from. What job were you having? I
1: actually worked Hookin. with my dad. Yes, <laughs> yes. Hooking on the a, corner. Yeah, what was it? As a 13 year old boy, selling I was Bibles. Hooking. No, that wasn't doing that either. <laughs> my dad owns a small construction company. He's self employed, so he mm-hmm. would hire me. Um, and then I would just do weird. Like, I was the guy always picking up uh, pop cans. Okay. And trading those in when You're I- You're bumming. When, I was bumming pop cans, beer bottles, anything left in it. Maybe take a sip here or there. So right. I think I got like every disease out there, but- Oh, that's good. Pretty much anything I could do to make a little money. You know, go beg grandma, whatever. <laughs> go
0: beg grandma. And,
1: <laughs> yep. So, but I bought, I um, saw Jay have it and like, that's really cool. I should buy one. Let me wait two years when I can afford it, and then I will. So that's pretty much what so, happened. So
0: do you remember how much you spent? Oh, yeah. Oh, I know it? this
1: one 100%. I remember it was 200 bucks. Okay. I went to the bank with my dad, so proud of myself, earning this <laughs> money. I get these new crisp $20 bills. Oh, you and did I, 20s. You didn't do yeah, a bill, a big bills. I should have. I should have. <laughs> it'll be clear here in a second. But I used 20s, and I gave them to the lady behind the counter. And I don't know if you ever had your money stick together. Yep counted it out, I actually paid $240 for a Nintendo 64.
2: <laughs> oh, no. So,
1: but again, to a kid, 40 bucks that's like 20 hours worth of work, man. Right. I saved, because, again, I didn't have the parents that could buy that kind of stuff, because mm-hmm. there's a gajillion kids in my family. So, I had to work for it, paid more money than I should have, but it came with 007, so I was 100% happy with that still, so... That was my kind of experience earning the money and buying my first system for myself. That's really funny.
2: I remember going out and getting a PlayStation One and thought I had the coolest thing uh, until I went to my friend's house who had an N sixty four and he had Wayne Gretzky hockey. <laughs> yep. And I put I held the controller, which was the weirdest thing I had ever <laughs> seen in my life. And I'm like, this is so. Cool. It looks like, like an X-wing. Yeah. It yes. Yeah. And um, played Wingretski hockey, which at the time was like more of an it was an arcade-style hockey game. Mm-hmm. It was like three on three, and like your goalies could turn mm-hmm. into brick walls or Swiss cheese, and you know some things like that. And I loved it. I was a big hockey fan, and instantly hated my PS One. <laughs> I was like, God damn! So I talked my parents into inviting over someone that they worked with at the at the hospital, and. And then in my living room, I pitched a sale for them to buy my PS One, um, so that they could give it to their kids, and that way I could go buy my N sixty four, which worked. They bought it.
1: Now, did you not offer that to me first because you knew I didn't have any money? Or yeah, you save probably. It up? <laughs> I was
2: like, "You're too. What I need out of it, I can't get out of it out of you." So, um, so I go and I buy my I buy my sixty four used from Funko Land, and I get I get Wayne Gretzky sixty four for sure. I get home, I'm playing, and I'm having a blast, and this is so fun, and then I'm like, I'm like okay, cool, I unlocked you know, these characters and these things, I'm going to save. <laughs> oh my god, I don't have a memory card. Yep, <laughs> remember
1: those days.
2: So, I kid you not, I left my system on, and I, uh, play, I played sick the next day, <laughs> so I didn't have to go to school, and when my parents left for work, I got on my bicycle, and I rode five miles to Toys R Us... Mind you, this would have been what year? I don't know, 97. So I was young and I rode all the way to Toys R Us thinking I was super sneaky. I was like, ha ha ha, right? Not thinking about I'm the only kid inside of a Toys R Us on a school day. Buy my memory card, ride all the way back, save my shit, and then, uh, you know, keep playing all day because I didn't have to go to school. And then I will never forget the other story about N64 that I love is. 00, it's a 007 oh, yeah. story. I was uh, in middle school and I was uh, at gym class. We were playing outdoor flag football or something like that. And I was playing receiver and I had to run this route. Well, I ran and I cut, made my cut and I ran into the center of the field. And this kid cut two and wasn't looking. And they threw the ball to me. So I went up for the. I was staring at the ball trying to make the catch. Well, he collided with me in midair I spun I did a half spin and landed on my head ouch and I was actually okay but the second it all happened I had a grand idea
1: oh man I had the grand
2: idea that it's my birthday And I'm hurt, and Grandma (laughs) needs to pick me up so I can go get 007. Oh, you're terrible.
0: (laughs) You manipulative child. So
2: I was injured, and they took me to the nurse, and my parents were working. So my Grandma came and picked me up, and she's like, how you feeling? I'm like, I'm okay. I'm actually hungry. And she's like, all right, well, let's go get some food, and then you want to go pick out your birthday gift. (laughs) I was like, Absolutely. So we did that. I got some yummy food. I got uh, 007, and then I got to go home, hang out with her while I showed her 007 until my parents came home.
1: <laughs> Sneaky, man.
2: And then the next day, I remember I go back into school, and the kids, like, all up, like, sad, like, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, apologetic. I'm like, it's cool, man. You understand. It worked out in the best way it could have worked out. <laughs>
0: Perfect. You're so, terrible. Yeah.
2: Yep, yep. So manipulating people at an early age.
0: Why not? And that's How about why we. Shops? I I vaguely remember. So I don't remember much about anything in my childhood, to be honest with you. (laughs) It's very limited uh, memory. And I I vaguely remember getting the 64. But the problem was, and I only recently learned this. um, I'm the youngest of three. Not that I only recently learned that. I've known that for a while. (laughs) But but apparently, my brother did a really good job of manipulating me into asking for things that he also wanted. Yep. (laughs) And so, I remember getting a 64, but I, vague, I don't remember if it was for him or for me, because like a lot of those gifts for video game systems were more or less for the both of us, um, so that my parents, could, we could both enjoy, they didn't have to spend as much money, but at the same time, it was a lot of my brother getting me yeah. to ask for something, because so, he wanted it. Because you were the young, I was the impressionable one. Um, as my dad likes to call it, I was the victim of the family. <laughs> <laughs> but... I remember having the 64 and uh, i mostly remember playing it at my friend john's house and playing a lot of and watching him play a lot of harvest moon because he loved that game i absolutely loved it but then also playing mario kart super oh, yeah. mario 64 mm-hmm. he had that and and funny when the system came out and i didn't know this until just now it only had two games that were released with it mm-hmm. super mario 64 which everybody has have, should have played yeah and then Pilot Wings 64. Do you remember Pilot Wings 64? Yeah. It was like a terrible like flight simulator that you worked towards getting a pilot's license. And oh, I, I own vaguely it. remember it. Yeah. But I'm just thinking like, wow, those were the two only two games were released at launch. Wow. Nowadays you have you have the release schedule of the games yeah. for a console before the console's out. Yeah.
2: There was actually three at launch, but only one was in Japan. One was in Japan. Yeah, one was in Japan. Yeah. yeah. there's
0: was, there was, for for America it was yeah. just between those two. And there's only um three hundred and eighty eight games total yeah. for the system. A yeah. Yeah, big and it, big part of that's because of the cartridges. Right.
1: Yeah, I wasn't I didn't know this till actually I heard Sony bragging about how many units of PS fours they sold. I, I think N64 has only sold like 35 million cop- or units. 30, yeah. Which is In not really lifespan. that much with, the, with the, how long the life cycle was. Right. I was, didn't think yeah. it was. The, I mean...
0: And it was that change of technology that played a huge yeah, factor on it.
2: Developers just didn't want to commit to the cost of yeah. developing a cartridge when they were also developing for, you know, you had the Saturn and you had the PS1 at the time. Yeah. Um, and they both were disc-based. Mm-hmm. So you're spending money developing for a cartridge, which is a completely different... You know, just uh, are completely different development. So, yeah. Um, I mean, thirty million units is nothing to turn your you know to turn and say is a is bad. But I will point out that twenty million of those came to the Americas. Yeah. Okay. Japan, which is so only five million went to Japan.
0: Yeah. Not a lot. lot. Yeah. for something developed in Japan.
2: Yeah, but 20 over 20 million went to the Americas and then you had 5 5.5 5 in Japan and then like 6.7 uh in Europe Australia. Okay. So, yeah, 30 million um and it was the la- you know, yeah. it was the last home console cartridge based system. system.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean it seems like the Nintendo does make a lot of weird performance choices and hardware choices like uh but I'm not saying this is a amazing system to me personally. But I know it's not everyone's favorite system, just because that cartridge did lack a lot of things that disc-based could do.
0: Well, and that was directly reflective in the equipment of the system too, because yeah. then they came out with the expansion, expansion pack. pack for it. So more that the games what was that it? they were, yeah, it was basically more RAM.
1: I yeah, think, right? What was it? What was it? The it expansion really pack was a RAM. And, yeah. it was
0: a RAM upgrade. Yeah. yeah. So that the games that they were developing could run on. The system. I remember right. that. Yeah.
1: Because did you play uh, Zelda with or without it? And like if you did it with it, you get more trees and brush, and it would allow really, you. Yeah, yeah it there actually. scaled I games. was
2: surprised it actually scaled it back. Some games just wouldn't play. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, the box would say requires this yes, thing. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh,
0: it wouldn't play. Like I mean, uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Yeah,
1: you had, oh, sure. you had to yeah. have that. had to. Too it. many explosions at one time yeah. for that system.
0: And then it's and then, you know at that point too, you, you just leave it in the system. There's nothing else in that spot. Right. You, you just, just put there. Yeah. It was just, just an leave that in there, and then which is kind of weird
1: though. When they developed it, wouldn't and maybe it just they were trying to push it out. I never really looked into the story but why would you have a slot? Why wouldn't you just put in there like, I know they wanted to upgrade it, but it was like I mean, let's be honest. They had
2: a lot of, of grand ideas with the N64. There's a serial port on the bottom of the system. I don't know if you remember I that. I do
1: remember that. And
2: there yeah. was actually a whole expansion that was supposed to come out called the N64DD. Yeah, the oh, DVD I saw that. drive for it. Yeah, yeah. And, it wasn't, and it actually was this weird cartridge DVD. It was a cartridge that had three small disks in a triangle that supposedly because of it, the load time was, like, almost instant. And it came out in Japan, but it never released in North America. Oh, okay. I've seen one in real life. Uh, I worked at GameStop back in the day, and we had a little party, and this guy had one imported and modded so that he could load ROMs onto it. Oh, wow! So his N sixty four could play in everything. Wow! And this thing, <laughs> it came in, and you if you don't if you know what an N sixty four looks like, it's it's pretty pretty flat. Yeah, you know, it's got some, it's got a little curve to it. It was like. It kind of reminded me of, like, take a GameCube and make the GameCube the size of an N64, but the height of the GameCube, that was the size of this N64. It was a rectangle. It was a giant rectangle. <laughs> and Stand right uh, on top,
1: right? So, the, did the N64 sit right on top? Yeah, it yes, sat right so on
2: okay. top, yep. And uh, you put a special cartridge on the top that would then just basically, like, you, allow, know, communication. allow communication to the bottom device that then had this weird, look. A-track like box,
0: That's so weird. They would plug
2: in. They had <laughs> yeah. the three small discs in it. That's so weird. Yeah, it was uh, it was really really odd, and obviously didn't you know the system yeah. didn't. Uh, and then one and the other thing I want to make a note too is the system. If you look at the um, the amount of different systems that came out, you had the original black, then you had all the the clear colors. Oh, one had colors. the most. You had the old gold. You had the the Pokemon edition, mm-hmm. and you still only sold thirty million. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it definitely fed off of hype of itself and games that were coming out around the, that time for Nintendo. But, yeah, because it was so... Not that it was late, but it was tapering off on the end of those big technology pushes. You know, just like with Blu-ray and, and HD DVD and regular DVD and how that went. I mean, it, it was it's unfortunate that it, it didn't do as successful... But I, I think there's two different successes. You should put this this system in. You know, monetary and then a p- uh, pop culture effect. Yeah, and I think that way it has had a huge impact in our lives and in gaming industry in general.
2: Yeah, it had a huge impact. The other thing to uh, to remember is one reason it didn't do so well in Japan is it did come out right after their recession. Yeah, so the uh, the where their NES in the '90s was super popular, right? And real Nintendo was was the, the big dog. Um, then the Super Nintendo came out and it was it did really well, though it didn't do as great as they expected because of the recession and then the emergence of Sega. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. And then Sega and Sony popped up. And all of a sudden, you had competition, right. Kind of cutting into you.
0: So well, and and yeah, the competition grew from I think the N64 really helped bring that competition into into fruition for the later years because i mean sony dominated a lot sony and well sega at the time and then sony with the ps1 hugely dominated the gaming industry um and you kind of saw the rise of their their rivalry coming in between nintendo and sony really a lot there but it was uh i mean the main rivalry to, until they dot until they started to make mistakes was, was right.
2: Sega oh yeah like there, there's even there's a great documentary about it <laughs> yeah. um and a book um that really is the story of the big end versus it, it's really David Goliath type type thing it's it's the big end versus Sega and you really see how this little company took on, took on Nintendo and scared Nintendo and then unfortunately just took a few wrong turns
0: yeah yeah that happens,
2: um, and but it, it it is really interesting to see, and you know Nintendo's still around, right? You know, and they're still they're, but they've definitely they're definitely kind of on that path of Sega, where they just seem to be making the wrong turns. And and I think in '64 was the start of that,
1: yeah. In my opinion, well, they just kept around the cartridge too long, and just too many right. Limitations they with didn't
2: it. want yeah. to move. Yep. Uh, third part or the third-party developers were mad because of all of the restrictions for development and licensing, and that, and that was the start of the downfall with third-party support. Yeah, oh. ton of third-party support on N sixty-four.
0: But Not I mean, really though, because you only had three hundred games, yeah, three hundred. You almost had four hundred games, and 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 yeah, you think about the lifespan of a system. Three hundred eighty-eight games is abysmal. There, that is a very is that over small five years? amount. That's over the life of the system.
1: Yeah, I, was it life? Was it you said 96 2001? 96 2003 was when it was, was Oh, wow. That's yeah, long. Um,
0: but, I mean, like, Just that's almost you, 10 years. Can I give you an example of this? This,
2: this is how pathetic this is. Yeah. The Sega Saturn, which is, in my mind, a complete failure of a system. Oh, yes. it, it did not have... It had a lifespan of, I think, two years. Mm-hmm. And it was already dead by then. 600 games. Yeah. Oh, PlayStation wow. 1.
0: 1100 100. games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They're a huge one. So, I mean, if you think about it from a perspective of availability of experiences, like this game system was very limited in that mm-hmm. and it, it was a direct relationship to Nintendo. Yeah. And, and and how the GameCube was made. I'm sure the GameCube probably doesn't have that many games either. Oh, well, well the game- GameCube was... Yeah, the
2: GameCube with the mini DVD style again, another port, another like weird decision that they right. made. But um one other thing I'm, I'm going to reference here about yeah. numbers before we before we move into their the th- their successors mm-hmm. is 768 games on the NES, 725 games on the Super Nintendo. So wow, like clearly, double. yeah, they clearly had you know were producing at, at that level, and then the 64 happened. The one thing I will say is Mario 64, Super Mario 64 sold 11 million units, which beat out Gran Turismo, Final Fantasy yeah. VII. Um, so, I mean, when you look at the individuals, they did, it was amazing what they did.
0: And so, like, Nintendo's huge, their IPs are huge. That's, I would say the most important thing about Nintendo is their IPs, yeah. is your Mario, Pokemon, even though it's Game Freaks, that's still n- specific mm-hmm. to Nintendo. And that is probably Super, Nintendo 64, or Super Mario 64, Mario Kart, mm-hmm. Mario Party, Well, those games... Probably are the main reason it stayed alive. Well,
2: it stayed alive for things like this, and, and this is, this is per- perfect. The game, so a game that was received much praise from critics and helping to pioneer three dimensional control schemes, mm-hmm. GoldenEye 007, yep. mm-hmm. was important in the evolution of the first person shooter and has been named one of the greatest games in its genre. The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time set the standard for future 3D action-adventure games and is considered by some to be one of the greatest games ever made. Mm -hmm. These are those things that the 64 had. It may not have had the numbers, it may not have had the overall numbers, Mm -hmm. but it had things that changed the gaming industry forever.
0: And it was in a relationship to the lack of games. You had these standouts, where in the PlayStation, I don't think you could really pick a game that affected so much as those did on the PlayStation or the Xbox or anything like oh, yeah. that. There, I mean, I think because there's so many games out there, it's really hard to focus mm-hmm. on that. But.
1: Well, there's the, I've never bought a system besides the N64 that I bought specifically for one game, and that's after watching Jay play 007. I'm like, I have to have this game. <laughs> I have to have this system. But then again, again, I I didn't buy it for six months. I had to save the money. Yeah. But uh, out of all the games I've played like the most time, RPGs are kind of easy to give a lot of time to, but I played 007. See, if I had the N64 like in 98, 99, I'd probably have played that game, I don't know, how many hundreds of hours just with my friends. Well, I'm yeah, like, <laughs> you
0: remember the, the the dossiers and then the oh, different yeah. level difficulties and the different secret objectives like uh, objectives Trying to them. get the golden gun or yeah. the
1: infinite yeah. ammo or the, all those kind of things. Again, I know you guys last week were talking about your favorite retro game, and mine would have to be 007. I know it's probably a popular choice, but for a reason. Now, if you try to go back and play it now, and again, we're not... You know, crapping on N sixty four at all, but I think people like our generation like it more because it was you know fourteen fifteen years old. You know, it was exciting, it was new. But if you see like the kids nowadays try to play N sixty four, oh, it's hilarious. they can't do it. Like look at this controller, and then they try to like all oh, these graphics look horrible. But it wasn't all about that though. It was you about know, the experience. We were young. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: but like, at having- the time, at the time though, Nintendo sixty 64- four. Was the best. Oh, yeah. Well, graphically, and it's hilarious, though, because Nintendo shot themselves in the foot in a way. So, another another game to make note about with this particular idea Conquers. Conquers Bad Fur Day, arguably a very cult classic game because it was a mature rated game on the Nintendo 64, which, right. was, which was strange. One of the only, if the only one.
0: Was Doom on there?
2: Uh.
1: I don't... You know, I, it sounds familiar. Or Duke Nukem. To a... Duke Nukem was on there, wasn't oh, it? Oh, Duke Yeah. yeah Duke, so there Duke, might...
2: Be, like, I think there was a handful. Yeah, of mature, very few. Conquer being one that was, like, very... Oh, yeah. You know, not Obvious. only did it have a mature, but it had a big white bar that says, you must be 18 <laughs> yeah, years, you yeah. know. So, um, but the thing about Conquer's Bad Freddy that a lot of people don't know is it's arguably the pinnacle of its generation, combining multicolored, real-time lighting that illuminates each area to real-time shadowing and detailed textures, mm-hmm. uh, which... Uh, replete in a full in game facial animation. So, that was also the first game, one of the first games that had full facial animation uh, in system. The reason why that's a big deal is because the uh, PS1 and the Sega Saturn at the time used a completely different system that created much more grainier and pixelated textures. Mm-hmm. So, texture wise, shadow wise, all the stuff that we still to this day compare, you know frame rate and and, and and particle effects. It's the same thing. Um, the N sixty four was like was actually light years ahead. <laughs> but the smaller storage size of the ROM cartridges oh, yeah. Yeah. limited the number of available textures. So though your system was capable of producing a ton, your what you were allowing the game to be put on would basically create a max amount Mm -hmm. and that's why it was the limitation and that's what really caused a lot of developers to be so frustrated
1: well yeah it wasn't allowing them to use their ambition to actually develop the game they want to play so if they wanted 20 guys NPCs on the screen they'd have to say okay we can only have 8 right exactly
2: and the other thing that's funny is that some of these companies that were dedicated to still build for them created their own code to try to, to manipulate the system oh, wow. to get a little more out of it. I didn't know oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah, they actually created their own code uh, to do it. They, wow. Yeah. So.
1: That's crazy. Man.
0: Yeah. So, so as
2: far uh, as the, they called it
0: microcode, by the way, okay. they created their own custom microcode. So, as far as the system goes, Caleb, you say Golden is one of your top. That's one words.
1: of my favorites. Um, I actually did not. I'm not trying to keep saying how we didn't have any money, but uh, most of my games did come from Jay secondhand. He'd always give me a good deal because he's my buddy. But uh, the two that I remember the most are 007. Well, I say two, three. Uh, Ocarina of Time, those, oh, my gosh. I could go back Mm -hmm. and play that right now. And then Star Fox. Those are my three top N64 games. But, uh, yeah, I played a lot of the Madden and uh, sport games back in the day. Uh, But I don't have really too many RPGs besides, I guess, you could say Legend of Zelda. Yeah, time, I, I have a
0: hard time remembering the RPGs, the big RPGs for it.
1: It was hard but to put big it. I, I RPG can't think on of it.
0: any other really ones yet, off the top of my head.
1: To me, I like the quality over the quantity. And like you're saying, there's not that many games. Right. So I just didn't play very many on these. I just played the same ones over and over and over Well,
0: again. that was a huge part of it is that, so this is a four-player system. Oh, yeah. You, you know, your PS1 was, was, a four, it was four players, it's but there so wasn't was two. two. You had to buy an adapter. multi You know, and, and so, like, they kept with the consistency of, of multiplayer gaming, and that was oh, a yeah. huge part of this system, was that you'd be able to have four people in one room playing yeah. on the system. It was the first system that came you know? standard with four ports. Yes. Right. So, you know, you had your GoldenEye, you're, you're playing four-player with people, you had Mario Party, you had your Mario Kart, you know, they, they developed these games. I mean, there oh, tons. Bomberman. I love yeah, Bomberman. Yeah. Tons. They developed these games that allowed for a social experience, yeah. and you didn't see a lot of that unless you were in an arcade. Mm-hmm. You Do you know? think though
2: that that is one reason why they didn't sell as many systems?
1: Well, that could be because, well, you you had yours. I used it all the time.
2: That's what I'm saying. Like, I would always remember it was more important to own a N64 controller. Yep. Yeah than it was to well, own you, an N64. When you <laughs> went to
0: a friend's, you took an N64 <laughs> yeah. controller because you didn't couldn't afford to have four of them, right? No. Um, yeah, they were let alone expensive. two. They were expensive. I and had then, the
1: green one, the, the see-through green one. I yeah. always thought yeah. that Jay I, had
0: the, I forgot what the name of it was. But it was the purple clear one. I think it was like Iceberg or not Iceberg. Yeah, it's it was right the, up there. Uh, Atomic, oh yeah, Atomic Purple. I have that Purple. It's close. Yep. Um, <laughs> we
2: have one in the studio. The box, the yeah. actual N64 box. Extra so. controller included. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. a selling bonus. You get two controllers.
0: That's got a sticker on it for forty dollars. So yeah, know.
2: I remember the Jeez. first time I went and bought an aftermarket
0: controller because they were big back then. Yeah, the uh, clear N, um <laughs> Oh, what were they called? Something with an N.
1: Is it Mad Cats?
0: Uh, Mad Cats. And there was an N one, but I can't yeah. remember what it was. This, but yeah, Mad uh, Cats.
2: But, but uh, I believe it was Mad Cats that made this one. It was a really popular clear n64 controller that at the top of it yeah at the top of it you had this little cap that you could pop off and it came with interchangeable color plates just for this little like like triangular spot on the controller but it was the coolest (laughs) controller ever like i remember i remember at school everybody had to have that controller it was sold out all the
1: the rapid fire am i totally mixing up systems now
2: um, I think I mixing up. There were there were turbo okay. controllers, but,
0: but you uh, saw the, a lot this... more of those with the Xbox. And... Yeah, for
2: sure.
1: Yeah. Just, you, there were remember.
2: turbo controllers on the sixty four, but this one was that wasn't it. This was just clearly like it was a see through, and you could see the, you know the uh, all the componentry inside mm-hmm. the controller, and uh, it also the um, the joystick mm-hmm. was was a metal with oh, like a wow. plastic cover okay. on it. So, like, he thought it was more durable, but it wasn't.
0: Really? Yeah. yeah, let's no. be real. Yeah. So the system is weird enough as it is, but they have this controller that's, like, like I said, it looks like an X-Wing. It's well, got a a main grip in the yeah. center with your joystick just above where your thumb would be naturally sitting. And then it's got two wings on, on the sides of <laughs> you can't it.
1: Can't possibly use it at the same time. <laughs>
0: and, and, yeah, it's, like, it's meant for a three-handed person, which doesn't <laughs> exist. Yeah. But if you think about it, it really focused your. It really uh, defined the focus of controllers, because it put it put a lot of heavily focused attention on the joystick. Mm-hmm. The, the D pad was there, but you didn't really use it too much. Not many games. The the you had the C stick or the the C buttons, which were basically a D pad, yeah. but their own thing. Um, but it helped. It made that dual-handed. Mm-hmm. Gameplay a little bit more difficult or different. You know, you had the triggers on the back, the Z trigger on the back, and then you left and right buttons. And so, if you really think about it, though, like compared to the PS One controller, which was
1: just just D-pad. a just
0: a regular D pad and buttons. Like this is a huge difference yeah. in controllers. It was yeah, huge.
1: Yeah, how often do you use your D pad in modern systems? Like I don't particularly. I always use the. It joysticks. depends on the game. It you're depends playing. on the game, it but, but
0: it's not prominent. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, the
2: joystick. Yeah, it, the creation of the joystick also. Like we can't sit there and say it's the reason why DualShock came out, but I mean, like the the seeing the joystick kind of become to exist. And the N64 was something new. It was like, what is this thing?
0: Well, and if you think about it, so it's, it's a system that has multiple players that can play on it and it has a joystick. Like, they basically were trying to create an in home arcade unit.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you could use either you know? one, again, depending on what game right. you playing. Right. They're yeah.
0: trying, they were, they, they directly were trying to create your your joystick and buttons that right. you would have on an arcade unit, but, but they, in your
1: hand. Yeah, but the, and, and
2: for other reasons prove that too is that, like, Mortal Kombat 4 came out. Yeah. And you could take your N64 memory card, yeah, and, and you plug could go it into in the arcade. Oh, I yeah. That, yeah, you know there was integration, you know, for those systems, not for PlayStation, mm-hmm. not for Sega, not for anybody but Nintendo. And
0: you well, know, um, for the Dreamcast, you could do it for Soul Calibur, couldn't you? Yeah, but that's later. That was later. Right? Yeah, okay.
2: yeah. And back then, that's when like. That's actually a a surprising situation that you could do that because Dreamcast didn't have a very long lifespan (laughs) either.
1: But I don't want to change talk too much. But isn't the Wii U like selling less than the Dreamcast? Uh, The Wii the
2: Wii U is I'd have to look at solid numbers, but it's almost the same. Yeah, Yeah, The Wii U is struggling bad, and you know that's why Nintendo NX is being announced this year and probably released this year. And it's either going to it's either going to kill it though. Yeah, they have to kill it or it could be the end of Nintendo. It's
1: sacrilegious for me to say that since I haven't actually bought... Well, I bought a Wii, a Wii just because, uh, you know, wife and kids wanted to play it. But I would love to be able to play Nintendo games, IPs, on my Xbox One or PS4. But at the same time, I don't want Nintendo's if uh, hardware to die. I just want them to actually...
0: That could happen in a, in a year from now. Yeah. You no. can see if they
2: make hardware, they won't. They won't
0: free up. But, IPs. I mean, based on how the NX does, if the NX flops, he's saying he doesn't
2: want their hardware to go away, though.
0: No, I know. I know, but uh, what I'm saying is, like, if the NX flops, Nintendo may become a Sega. Yeah. just will Yeah,
2: they'll turn into a third party. And it's party. scary
0: to yeah. think about yeah. that.
1: But well, yeah, because again, Sega does make some decent games now, but nothing like they used to. Oh god! And no. most of the good ones, like Fantasy Star Line, stay over in Japan for some reason. Right. But uh, no, I. I I haven't played a, a Wii U game at all. So I don't even know what Nintendo's been doing. I mean, unfortunately. it's not
0: much different from the Wii other than the It looks better. It does look better. It, it's an HD system. Yeah, it's an HD yeah. system.
1: Which yeah. is crazy that Wii was non-HD when everyone else was getting to that standard. Well, it's cuz HD wasn't
2: important, Nintendo said. It well, yeah. yeah. Time. People don't want HD. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Let's not be, let's not let's not rip on the Wii. The Wii was their last success, okay? The, the Wii, yeah, the Wii was the Wii was the we won that generation. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. well, because my it's wife wanted play. to play. <laughs> it's dumb to think that it's not. You know, it's not that system where it's like the greatest games exist. It's not like the N sixty four. N sixty four low numbers, but but changed the way the gaming industry mm-hmm. went. We high numbers all gimmick.
1: But they in changed the way at first. I think it I, I think it was <laughs>
0: it was gimmick. I think it, it allowed for conversation on the capabilities of what can we do for a system? Yeah. As far as like what can we do to change the gameplay up? Yeah. But it never became anything that was defining in a in a gaming culture like Zelda mm-hmm. or yeah. um uh, you know other games that came out for it. So What
2: I think the problem is is that Nintendo wants to reinvent the wheel every time they launch a system instead and You of, don't have to do that. And you don't like I'm glad you have innovation and yes. that's what I want I want to see the industry pushed but I don't think you need to you know if you feel like you have a good you know you've created something that's good stick with it don't be like okay cool now that that gimmick's over we're going to come out with this yeah. gimmick because that gimmick's not cool anymore mm-hmm. now, that then I just start to look at you as like a you're trying to get you're trying to just catch you know Catch that one thing and make I mean, money you're off of it. trying to
0: develop the next fad and, and be it's the f- main thing right. for it. and that bug scares me. That scares
2: yeah. me because eventually you'll get into a cold streak, <clears throat> and then your company doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, but kinda
1: we should
0: like we should get now. back into yeah. into sixty four. Oh, though. no, just kind of hard to yeah. yeah.
2: So, one more thing about the sixty four: there was the cartridges, mm-hmm. and the, the reason why their numbers uh, struggled was cartridges took longer to manufacture than CDs, mm-hmm. with each production run from order to delivery running two weeks or more which meant publishers of Nintendo 64 games had to attempt to predict the demand of a game ahead of its release. Oh, they risked being left with a surplus of expensive cartridges for a failed game or a weeks-long shortage of product oh, if yeah. the game if they Ooh, under, uh, under, under, underestimated a game's popularity, yeah. and the cost of producing a Nintendo 64 cartridge was far higher than a CD. Publishers passed these expenses onto the consumer. Nintendo 64 games cost, on average, ten dollars more than compared games to produced for
0: rival consoles. That's I crazy. remember
1: paying. Well, I didn't pay this much, but I remember seeing 70 eighty dollar games for N64. Mm-hmm. It's like ah, I can't pay that much.
0: Yeah. So. So as we close this history up, from each of you, I'd like to hear one great thing and one bad thing you liked, you have about the 64. So Caleb,
1: well, I just to me it was. and I have a very emotional attachment to games. Like I know you guys hear me talk all all the time about Bioshock, which not many other people do. I don't know if it's a great game. I just it's emotionally connected mm-hmm. with me. And the N64, in my opinion, is a great system just because it where the time I was in my life. Uh, I just always going to have that emotional response to it. Yeah, I didn't really like the cartridge. I didn't like the fact you had to uh, pay more for the you know upgraded RAM and those type of things. But like I said, these games still resound me today. And again, I go back and play n sixty four. It hasn't really held up as much. I'd rather actually play a uh, NES or Super NES or Genesis. But at the same time, okay, you know, we'll get into it next when we do our retro relapse. But even a game like the one we're going to talk about, just it still was a blast to play. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, uh, I mean, the, the one negative
2: I have with the system is simply this: there was no Metroid game on it. Oh yeah, it was the one system that never got a Metroid game. And anybody that knows me knows I love Metroid. So that would be my negative. I don't, I don't hate on the system much. As far as its shortcomings and stuff, but at my age when it was out, I didn't care. It was, it was the system to own, and it was fun. But the thing that was great about the system, and that to this day is the way that we play games, is the multiplayer aspect uh-huh. of that system. When we played NES... I would play a level of Mario, and then I'd die, and I'd hand the controller to you, and you would play a level of Luigi and die, and we'd go back and forth. It wasn't until the N64 that we really were, like, playing Smash Brothers, mm-hmm. playing Mario Kart, playing 007. Like, just, the four-player aspect just goes on and on and on. And to this day, yes, it's gotten bigger, and it's gotten it's become online where I play with people, you know, but... But the multiplayer gaming aspect and just the community aspect and all that type of stuff, where I'm carrying controllers over to my friends and stuff, none of that existed until the 64 came out. So you have to, and then when you look at the, you know, my favorite system, the Dreamcast, it's like a clone of it. It's yeah. got four ports on the front of it. It's got internet connectivity, so it's all about multiplayer. But you can play with people online now. So it just took Amazing it that graphics. it took it that next step, you know. And um, so I always look at when I think about how I like the game sixty four started it. The, the the Dreamcast to me had had perfected it if it had the support. You know, and, and to this day that's that's how we game. You know, so that's I still
1: rather play four player co op on the couch than
2: even Oh absolutely. I yeah. love I mean honestly Chops and I his friendship started with a with co op on oh, the yeah. couch. Uh with Resident Evil. So um yeah, it's, a sad, it's sad that it's not as popular and it doesn't happen as much, but yeah, the, the 64 was just amazing for that. Go to the video store and rent a game, mm-hmm. and then oh, all yeah. weekend with your friends just playing Bomberman. Like, right. Yeah, can't beat it. It's awesome. So, okay. Um, IGN put it as the ninth best video game system of all time. And I uh, to close this out, we've all played a lot of video game systems. Where do you rank the 64 amongst the game systems that you hold valuable?
1: That's a really tough one, though, because, it, again, it, it depends on where you're at even today and where you were at back then. Um, I think my favorite system would probably, at this time, would probably be Xbox 360, then Dreamcast, and then it'd be between like, uh, I think it'd be between N64 and NES. So I'm not really sure, man. It's three or four for me, probably
0: three or four. It's definitely in my top five.
2: Yeah, it's two for me. It goes Dreamcast and then 64. Yeah, you know, I like my PS4, and I think it's definitely going to be up there in my top five one day. Yeah, but I keep but the current gens I don't count. And mm-hmm. you know Xbox 360 and PS3 were great. They were a lot of fun, but when you think about why they were fun, it's because of the systems oh, yeah. before it. So oh, yeah. you know everyone knows Dreamcast will be is my number one, but in 64 is no, is number two. And then uh, SNES is 3, just because yeah. it holds a lot of my favorite games. So Awesome. Cool. Guys, you can always chime in. Just uh, go over to BXAP.com. That is uh, our main website. And you can go to the podcast page, The Legend of Retro, and right in the comments of the podcast, you can uh, tell us your favorite system or why N64 was so special to you. Maybe you hated N64. Tell us why. Um, you can let us all know there. Or just go on to the social media, bxap gaming. And, you know, we're always on there sharing retro stuff and everything else, gaming. Cool. Yeah. So it's time to get into what Caleb has been waiting this whole episode for. And that is, it's time for Retro Relapse.
0: Jones in for a classic game? It's time for Retro Relapse here on Bit by 8-Bit. Retro Relapse.
2: Alright guys, this week on Retro Relapse, we had our guest here, um, and we let him pick. We said, you know what, it's your first time here, and you're going to PAX with us, you have to pick the Retro Relapse game.
1: And I was very honored by that. I was going to pick 007 for the N64, just because it's so iconic in my mind, but I ended up going with Star Fox 64. Uh, the game that might never actually come out for Wii U, but we'll see what happens. I know they say it's going to come out, but you just never know with, you know, Wii U. Right. Uh, but yeah, that was a game I loved as a kid. Paid. I think I might have even bought that just like a month after it came out, which was really unique for me. But uh, it's an amazing game, but I believe these guys lead the way here. So,
2: in, yeah, okay. So let's uh, let's talk about our gameplay, and then we'll give a little bit of factual you know, uh, info about the game. But... Uh, Star Fox 64 for the N64 came out uh, in 1997. So, like you said, you it would have been right around when you actually got yep. your system. Um, and that was uh, June 30th, 1997. Oh, okay. okay. So... Um, Go ahead. Why don't you... You started us off. Oh, yeah. So you so started we, us off with the game.
1: We put it in this wonderful Pokemon 64, which I, I think <laughs> I might really remember funny. you having that, but I can't... I don't know. I mean, I had the regular black one.
2: Oh, no, no, Mine was regular black. This is... This was a... I acquired this recently. Okay, the you did. Pikachu um, it's the Pikachu version. Yeah, the Pikachu version. It's actually one of the rarest 64s yeah. out there, because we talked about how many versions there are. Yep. Um... And I just thought it was cool. Plus, the controller that it came with had felt like it's never been used, which yep. is very mm-hmm. rare. Um, but and it had Pikachu on it, and his cheek lit up. Yeah, really cool. the cheek. Yeah, those are your, like your power indicators. It had that
1: uh, little what, a lighting effect when you first um, powered on. Yeah. Was that? Okay. It stays on. I, I wasn't just sure if sure that was messed up or not. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Nope. 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 That's real. <laughs> that's a system so, overheating. So
1: <laughs> when we started out, and I actually did more. Um, I remember more about the game than I thought I would. I didn't remember all the controllers or nothing like that, but I remembered some of the uh, the names, because you know you kind of forget after the years of not playing. I probably haven't played this game since 2001, maybe. So it's been a, been quite a while. But we all kind of passed it around. I played the first level, and half the level was just trying to figure out what the heck I was doing. <laughs> but it was still, man, I just playing it and just all these memories came back of where I was playing it I remember dragging the system to my grandma's house when we go out for visits, hook it up to her TV take it to friend's house and play this game uh, and it even crossed my mind to th- okay, now I know what level's next and now you can split levels and if you do well enough, you can choose the one you want to go on because the story split which we didn't really realize it, <laughs> remember <laughs> until Jay's time playing uh, but again, I, I did forget the frog's name and I, I do remember though annoying he was back then and how annoying he is today <laughs> he sucks but he doesn't oh, suck He just his voice acting slippy I d- isn't it what it was we already forgot okay, i already forgot it's Wasn't been like it a couple the hours guy's name? Slippy? Yeah, yeah. Something, like something like that yeah falcon
2: that- slippy and uh what's the, the P- bunny P- the rabbit There's-
1: I don't know. Yeah, this is horrible, man. That's how, how bad our memory is in our old age. That's why
2: we have a producer here. He'll figure it out for us.
1: Or someone will call or do on Facebook. You guys suck.
2: <sighs> yeah. God, you guys just played this and you don't know their names? Nope. But, uh, I, no. I know yeah, I let them all die. I just play the game, okay? Like, yeah, screw them. Um, So, yeah. The game itself, though, when you, like you said, memories came back, but it, it plays just great. Like, oh, yes. and here's the thing. We play, we play it the way it should be. It's on a tube TV, you know, through the N64, like... The thing that a lot of people don't like, they're like, well, N sixty four games uh, just they they didn't age well. It's like, well, when you try to put them on a sixty five inch TV,
0: they're gonna look like shit.
1: They're oh, gonna yeah. look like shit. Just
2: trying we're, to fill in the spaces; yeah. it can't fill nope, in. Yeah. You're stretching it out. And so much. you know, you're talking about a game that consists of at, at its best at its most <laughs> sixty four megabytes. Yeah, megabytes. We put in our we put in our PS4 discs now of sixty gigs plus. You're lucky if the game has one aspect <laughs> yeah. of it image yeah. that's yeah.
0: sixty. Uh, sixty four meg. Yeah.
2: It ha- so this game had problems back when it was re- when it was new. Oh yeah. When you would get some some of these cartridges, which people don't know this, the sixty four, you know, you would buy a you'd buy a Nintendo sixty four game, and it would actually only be an eight megabyte cartridge inside of it. And then you'd wonder why it looked rougher than like other games. It's because they had to scale to your tube TV on an eight megabyte. Yeah. And so, like, games like Conquer, you know, how we talked about, like, they were a true 64 megabyte cartridge maxed. Uh, Some of them weren't, and those were the games that suffered big time. But, uh, you know, 64, or Star Fox was. It was also the first uh, for something for the 64, and that was it was the first game to include support for the Rumble Pack. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the Rumble Pack—the first entrance into actual like physical sensing, like feedback. like feedback. Yeah. Yep. So like as now we're defined by in every game that we have. <laughs> yep, yep. That was a feature you added into the controller that created a ton of weight to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, and then was just weird.
1: Also, yeah, many- it, it weird. also
0: consumes
2: your memory card slot. Yeah. Yep. Right. So, how does so that work? you
1: couldn't do both.
2: I'm just thinking about that now. Yeah. Like, how the hell did we save games? If
1: I think we had to pull it out, didn't we? we didn't you must. Yeah, yeah. Had to so. yeah, just to, swap to them, them.
2: them to do that. Yeah, that's funny. I never, never thought about it, but now, yeah. Uh, but again, here's another thing the N64 did that to this day is integrated into gaming. Right. It's yeah. so. true.
1: I mean, I had to, and I was, I don't know how old I was, but occasionally I'd play so long I had to just put it right on my... Thigh and play that way. Cause yeah. Cause so <laughs> could heavy. hold a stupid thing up yeah, all
2: Because it, it was. It was at the top yeah. of the controller. You held at the bottom of the controller. So, um, the other thing is it, it, that Rumble Pack, they were smart about it. If you bought Star Fox early on, it was bundled with the Rumble Pack. Right. You know, if you bought it later, then you might have to buy the Rumble Pack separate. But that way they could integrate this product into more games because anybody that bought Star Fox got it. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah. So, you know, this game, uh, the critics acclaimed this game, saying that it had smooth animation, detailed visuals, great voice acting, and the use of (laughs) multiple gameplay paths, which we brought up, which was one of the first uh, times that this has got brought up in the 64 era. So um, what about your gameplay? You played the second level. So I
0: played the asteroid level, which was a little... It was very different than the previous one, but, I mean, all the games consist of almost a... It's a forward-moving game, so you're moving into the gameplay. Uh, Actually, and this one was more linear because it was just yeah. forward. They have a name for it now, and they call them 3D scrolling shooters. Okay. and, and But the one you were on was more of a like a dome. So you yeah. had a, a, an area of which you could move about in to, to play on, and we'll get to that in a second. But it, it took the best thing that I liked in games. It was the shooter games. I love... Um, what were the top down shooters when they were out? I loved those games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Contra. Love Contra as a side sh- scrolling platform shooter. But <laughs> it took a while for me to get acclimated to the controls. The yeah. voice acting was terrible. It bad. Like, the writing was terrible. <laughs> and then the animations were hilarious. But I, I I remember playing this game with my friends. Not very often. Because by the time I got into this game, Smash Brothers and stuff had yeah. been out. So we played more on that end. But. I remember playing this game and just thinking, oh, that's a really cool spaceship I'm in. And then you find out later on you could be in tanks and, like, have multiplayer battles and all sorts of different stuff. And, um, and it was really, really interesting to be able to, like, for an early game on the system to be able to do all that. But the asteroid level was a little difficult. I thought it was funny that you would, uh, you know, you could run into things, you'd get damaged, and, like, it wouldn't just kill you, which was weird. Like, it should just blow up your ship well, if you want right. to an asteroid. Right, right, right. Uh, but you can't really do that. <laughs> you can't have that no. in the game to be functional. None of us would win any of the game. But, the, but it was very... All the gameplay seemed to be very similar. Uh, well, between, like, yeah, you had the 3D
2: scrolling and then you had the what they call the uh, um, all-roam mode or something like that. that? I, I forgot. I actually just saw It's like it a big arena? Yeah, it's a big arena, but... Uh all range mode. That's yeah. it. All range mode. And which was the arena style uh that that I played. Yep. Um which you basically had a giant circle you had to stay in. If you went too far out, it
0: just looped, it'd loop you back in. Um but Yeah, you know, like the the bosses had a triangle that gold or a gold thing that would flash that you would shoot at and it'd be their weak spot. Yeah. Or you know, you had little guys that you can shoot with one shot and then you had homing missiles and bigger Bigger guys that you would go through asteroids you could blow up or you, you know, power ups too power ups uh, yeah, like rings uh, rings and stuff, and stuff, stuff that would increase your health and then you had also uh, I thought it was cool they built like a an a value on the life of your teammates yeah. so how you well you did not only affected your score but also affected the life of your teammates. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool. And the reason all of that exists is we talked about the multi path and all that mm-hmm. stuff. The, the, uh,
2: how, how you would choose that, we didn't, you don't get to just randomly choose, but if you would meet certain criteria, yeah. Like all your wingmen stay alive or you beat this level in a certain time, you would travel to a different planet yep. versus, so it created replay value because mm-hmm. if you ended up going one path, you could go a different path mm-hmm. if you played differently the second time. Oh, yeah. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, are you done with your play? Yeah, your- yeah, yeah. Okay, so my playthrough was the third, the third uh, world that we visited, and it was a uh, homeworld to one of like the- our bases that is the good, a good guy base, and um, we're being attacked, and I have to defend it from the first uh, encounter with uh, Wolf Star Wolf. <laughs> And Andrew, Andrew.
0: <laughs> yeah. Andrew, Uncle Andrew, <laughs> Andrew, the nephew yeah. of Andros oh, yeah. yeah, I'm like, um, come on, really, right. Andrew? Hey, Fox, Piggy, <laughs> Slippy, Wolf, Peggy, Andrew, whatever, Peggy. Whatever. Peggy. whatever. I don't care, Andrew. Come yeah. on,
1: Peppy,
0: Peppy. Yeah, Peggy, Peppy, same thing. Peppy. They are both
1: annoying. Slippy was the most annoying. No, yeah. I think you let him die on purpose a few times. I did, or I Why shot not? him myself. You shot him quite a bit. <laughs>
2: um, but the so my idea, mine was that uh, the all range mode, and uh, you had no track at that point. You just had to fly around, you had to kill things, and eventually the story would start to unfold where you had to fight Star Wolf, try to keep your your teammates alive, and then eventually a bomb went off. Well, if you would have killed them all, like there is, so this is one of those stages. If you would have actually destroyed them all and make them flee, then the bo- then you could defuse the bomb and you'd go in a different direction. If you uh, fail, like I did, um, the bomb goes off, your, your whole base blows up, and you go in a different direction, to a different planet. Mm-hmm. So it, that, that was what's pretty cool um, with this game for replay value purposes. Oh, yeah. I would say, though, that from my, my time playing it, it's weird any time I pick up a controller that I have to use a joystick and don't have a second joystick. Mm-hmm. Like there's an adjustment I have to like. make, even with Dreamcast now, because oh, yeah. you only had the one joystick with Dreamcast. So um, I would say the gameplay is amazing. It looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, they did re-release Star Fox 64 3D on the 3DS, so you can, if you, you know, you can see what they can take from the original and even make it a little bit better on this handheld. Um, and I played it on that back in the day and loved it, but. The uh, controls are great. The voice acting, you know, it's, based, it's, it's It is what it is. It like, is it what it is. You know? it. Yeah, it does really define. Funny. It does. It's total Star Fox. So, I, um, you know, I really enjoyed this game. It's a lot of fun, but um, you know, it's definitely one of those games that when we talk about the 64, it means a lot to me, and it means a lot to the 64 because of the, you know the game itself was a blast, but then the multiplayer, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it was another one of those games, four player, multiplayer, air battle, tank battles, you know, and you could just team up with with three of your friends and just have a fun, a lot of fun with it. And uh, that's where we, this is, this game and 007 is actually the games that we built our um, screen dividers. Yes. Hmm. I remember those games. These were the games that really tried to create that moment where, we got tired of, you know, Caleb staring at our screen Always and cheating. and So a cheater. So we actually took cardboard and we built this four-quadrant cardboard that would extend off of our tube TV. And then you'd have to sit that close to the TV yeah. so that you, when you looked above, you couldn't see. And when you would look, you know, to the side, you couldn't see. And you just had your own little quadrant of the TV that was yours. And that way we, you know, you know, and then what we did. This is so people are like, well, how do you use the top quadrants, right? People would sit on the floor for the bottom ones, then we would push the couch up, and people would sit on the couch for the for the higher up ones.
0: Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. See what we did. And then my... what I
2: would do is the box flap. I would flap behind my head so that the people that were behind me looking. My at My god, vent... how
0: close were you to these TVs? Oh yeah, right that's why front. I have like eye... your
2: eyes are probably melting. Oh yeah, that's why my yeah, that's why I'm blind. But the um yeah. But that's how – you know, you'd, you'd flap this TV box behind you so that way the people above you, if they looked down, they couldn't see your screen. That's fucking yeah, And there crazy. was punishments,
1: though, for breaking that rule. At my house – you guys remember those Stretch Armstrong uh, – I don't know what they're <laughs> yeah. called? Yeah.
2: yeah. They're called Stretch was, Armstrong.
1: They, well, I mean, like dolls, I meant. Like, yeah. They're yeah, stretchy dolls. Yeah, but we had those, and if my brothers cheated, I would hit them with it. That <laughs> hurts, man. <laughs> that thing's heavy. Especially if you pull it out, like two people like pull it whip? and one person lets go. That hurts bad. So that was Man. our punishment. Now, Chops, you said that you never did the divide. I've
0: never heard this before.
1: So are you just super honest or your friends are honest Most too? Most of the or? time
0: I, I was honest. If I was losing and I was frustrated, yeah, I screen looked. I don't <laughs> give a shit. Um, but a lot of the times we just held each other accountable. Like we would know when you're screen looking – it's obvious one when you're sitting all next to each other and you kind of can see their head movements yeah. and then like specific things like you wouldn't know i was there right away like that's bullshit like especially with yeah. golden eye you could tell always so we would just punch each other if if, if we, purple if we and stuff. no but if no. if you if it was obvious and you got caught you deserved your punishment yep yeah sure if, if you assume. got away with it and it didn't really hurt too much whatever we didn't we didn't really care <laughs>
1: I mean, I was serious about GoldenEye. Like, I know I can be kind of teased about my KD ratio in Destiny, but I destroyed in GoldenEye. <laughs> those strafing buttons with the C. Oh, yeah. that I mean You think about how hard it was actually really to move around in that kind of game. Yeah, but... And then you try to go to dual sticks later on, and it actually took a second to get used to it. But, yeah, those screen dividers, good days. Yeah. I, I wish really you still good. had to have those days sometimes, but...
2: Yeah, you know, it, it's great memories, and uh, we could always do it. Yeah, nice. We could always do it again. I'm sure we could even improve on the on the design now. Oh, yeah. Um, So let's get into maybe our ratings of the game. But first, I want to give out what the critics thought back in the day. Okay, so uh, we're looking at uh game rankings. Game rankings gave it an 89%. Nice.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, if you guys remember Edge, they used to be relevant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gave it a nine out of ten. Uh, Famitsu gave it a thirty-six out of forty. GamePro five That's out of five. One. GameSpot eight point three out of ten. IGN eight point seven out of ten. Nintendo Power four point three two five out of five. That's
1: awesome.
2: Yeah, they they wanted to make sure they really came down to that last <laughs> <list. laughs> real well, accurate. If it was four point
1: two, I wouldn't have bought it. So
2: yeah, um, it was one of the top selling games of ninety seven, only second to Mario Kart sixty four. In the first five days of the game U.S. launch, it sold more than three hundred thousand copies. Nice. So, and it surpassed the record previously held by uh, Mario Kart 64 and Super Mario 64. All so, right. it's in a very good uh, group of games there. So, but um, yeah, the uh, I would have to on, on our eight-bit scale here that we give it, I would give this game eight bits. It's it's one of those it's one of those iconic games that I'll never forget. It, though I never really, I, I've rarely played the Super Nintendo Star Fox, where it really started. Sixty Four Star Fox will always be. When I think of Star Fox, it's that yep. Star. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And um, it plays really well. It was a lot of fun. The multiplayer was great. The single player was the best, and it gets that eight point eight for sure. Yep. Or, eight, or eight out of eight. I mean. Yep.
1: When I picked it up today, I was expecting to be like, "Man, this game doesn't hold up." But it really does. Like the the gameplay is amazing; it's smooth. I was expect I wasn't really expecting that because it's been so long. But uh, I would have to give it an eight out of eight just for gameplay reasons and my emotional attachment to it. So, I if I have emotional attachment to it, I will just defend it for everything. (laughs) The the voice acting wasn't best, but like I said, it it made me laugh. Like I remember laughing at this when I was fourteen years old. Right. So it's yeah, eight out of eight for me. All day, uh,
0: personally, just because I wasn't huge into Star Fox, but I know the impact that it had and the and the game that it was, I, I'd give it seven out of eight. Um, it was unique; it defined a lot of cool games. It's a huge iconic character for Nintendo and for the for the sixty four specifically. Um, but it was also, yeah, that multiplayer game that was a lot of fun. That was very different than other ones that had been out, and uh, so yeah, I'd give it a seven out of eight.
1: Yeah, if you have an N64, you have not played this game. I know there's so many good games nowadays, but you gotta, you got to try this. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Jay would know how much maybe you pick it up for or maybe a rough estimate. Uh,
2: Star Fox 64 is not a super expensive game. You should be able to pick it up for $10, $15. Oh, yeah, you got to yeah. do it then. Or and if, if you, you have... haven't played it and you own an N64, you, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Yep. But, um, and if you have, a again, a 3DS, Play you got be released on the 3DS, you can track it out there.
1: Can you get this from the virtual store for Wii U?
2: On the there's N sixty four games, so yes. I don't know. I'd have to check, but there is the N sixty four like uh virtual game or retro games. I'm not sure if Star Fox is one of those. I don't remember. Um but oh yeah, it yeah. Looks it's platform is does say we, so potentially. Okay. Yeah. Uh the last thing I will say, just a fun fact about this whole Star Fox era. Uh Star Fox sixty four era is Nintendo Power subscribers, uh had a promotional video sent to them uh, before Star Fox 64 came out. Uh, at, in the video, it shows two agents of Sega and Sony, at the time it was Nintendo's biggest competitors, kidnapping Nintendo's employees and forcing them to reveal info about the upcoming Star Fox titles <laughs> by torturing a Mario doll. Oh, <laughs> that's yes.
0: yeah, That's hilarious. So, that's terrible. It's,
2: it's so funny. terrible, but but it just it's takes you so it instantly. takes you back to the 90s. It instantly takes you back to video game marketing of the 90s, which is oh, so yes. ridiculous. So cheesy. So ridiculous. So, um, But, yeah, I always fair, share that fun fact right at the end there. Um, but that's been Retro Relapse, guys. How Retro Relapse works is every week we pick a uh, – Retro game, or you pick a retro game, and that's really what we want. Caleb today, he got to pick. So, next week, who's going to pick a retro relapse game for us? Uh, Just send an email info at bxap.com or hit us up right on bxap.com. Go to podcast, legend of retro in the comments. Tell us what game we need to play. It can be anything from Atari to we do the cutoff again at the original or the original Xbox GameCube. And what am I missing? PS2. That's
0: it? Awesome. You can almost ask
1: what you want, though, because Jay has... I don't know if you've seen on Facebook, Jay's room is pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. He's got... (laughs) Lots of choices. No, I know some people like to pick the games that are really obscure or expensive, and he has a lot of those games, but he got most of the popular common games too
2: yeah I, I yeah exactly if I don't have it and I can get a hold of it for a decent price or or if it's like you know an expensive game but i can get it for a good a good price on that i mm-hmm. usually pick it up so yeah we have a lot in stock but if it's something that you recommend that we don't have and we and like I said we can get it for a fair value we'll uh, we'll add it to the collection and then we'll play it and we'll give you a shout out for it being your pick uh, and then we'll do a retro relapse on the game for you Awesome. So again, guys, just send your recommendations to info at bxap.com and just put in the subject retro relapse recommendation or head to the website and leave some love there. Alright. Sweet. So guys, uh we're running a little long, but I want to get one email in. It's okay. a special email. Okay? So I'm gonna get this question in and it is from Xander. And Xander wanted to ask us but What side character from a childhood game have you always wanted to play as? I always wanted to play as Proto Man, and eventually I got to. So in uh, retro games, there's always that sub-character that maybe isn't... You know, it's not, you would rather be him. You know, you'd rather him be the main guy. Um, man, I would always say, like, one of them... And 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 you did get to play it, but I always wanted more. Is Knuckles?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: When Knuckles got released, he, I thought he was the coolest. Like, when okay, Gold Sonic came around, and stuff. I was like, Gold Sonic, give me <laughs> Knuckles. I want Knuckles all the way. Like, he was so cool, and he just didn't get as much love as I as I wanted. Um, do you have one?
1: I got one, but mine's kind of like his, where he eventually got to play. Yeah. And maybe this sounds weird, but. When I got to play Peach in <laughs> yeah, so sure. Mario 2 and her float ability, which I could use in Destiny right now. Actually, I actually already have that ability and <laughs> yeah, I'm still not good yeah. at it. But uh, I think that was – I didn't anticipate really playing as her. But then when I started to, I was like, man, this helps out a lot. Um, so, I mean, that's a hard question. I just didn't get to think about it. But that's I guess – yeah. uh, Does PS1 count in yeah,
0: there? Yeah, it's, it's, it counts. I'd say Sephiroth for Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. Okay. Just because he was a straight up badass, sure, and he had a fucked up story, <laughs> and I wanted to know more about it, and I wanted to play as him because I mean he was a boss in the game, but like he has this giant ass katana and is a as a badass, and I just wanted to play as him. Yeah, absolutely.
2: I mean, straight with you, same with you of coming from like an old the original Mario to Mario two, like when you got to play as Toad. Yeah, that was that was like a, that, or another one. And realistically, when he got introduced is when you kind of got to play with him, but it was another one of those, I just wanted more, and I eventually got it, Yoshi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted oh, yeah. more with Yoshi, one. because when you got Super Mario World, he was just that sub-character that you got once in a while when you needed help right. to get past a certain spot. But then when we got our first full-blown Yoshi game, that which was an N64 yeah. game, um... Yeah, that was cool. So those yeah. are those are a couple for me. That's a great one. Yeah. I totally forgot about that episode. I don't yeah. agree with Xander or Proto Man. Like, Proto Pro- Man's huge pick, too, but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Um, yeah, I, that that was the question I wanted to get to just because I All thought right. it was a cool little – like I never thought about a, a, like a side character that I wanted more from. Right. Yeah, so – Guys, you can always send your questions. We don't have a ton this week, but uh, you can always send your questions to info at bxapcom um, If you do, and it's a, it's for the retro show, just simply say, hey, this is for the retro show. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, when we look at the question, we'll be able to figure out if it's not. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so info at com. You can send all your questions every week for the for the show. And uh, on our social media, BX8B gaming, you can post them there as well. So. But um, this has been episode two of the Legend of Retro.
0: Yes, every we, Thursday. Every we Thursday air.
2: we air iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast. You know where to find us, folks. Uh, you can also find all the episodes of our show, the BXAP podcast, uh, Pop Hunters, everything at bxap.com. You can download the episodes right from our website if you don't like iTunes See, or that's what Stitcher.
1: I, I got an Android. It comes right to Stitcher, but it's like 12, 13 hours behind sometimes. <laughs> so as a truck driver, I'm always out in the road. I'm like, hey, can you upload that now before I go out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> yeah, so I can exactly. download it? So I get it right from the website.
2: Yeah. Yeah. If for some reason you hop on and it's not on iTunes and it's a and it's Thursday. It's up. Just go to bxtp.com. That's because iTunes is taking its precious time uploading their RSS. Damn it. Alright guys, well thank you for tuning into the Legend of Retro episode two. We'll see you next Thursday. See ya
1: later.